The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 11th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us and do not bring us to the time of trial. He said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and you go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, let me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, do not bother me. The door has already been locked and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, O Christ may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. morning. How are you? I really like your singing. I really do. As always, I've got a question for you. Have your parents ever given you a good gift? Yeah? What was it? Oh, tell me. Some American Girl doll stuff. Nice. Kristen used to love American Girl doll stuff. You should talk to her. Brady. Oh, baseball. A net, a baseball net. Cool. Very nice. Have your parents ever given you a good gift? A dinosaur? That sounds like a great gift. That's really cool. Yeah. A car? Nice. The one that you race in, that's pretty cool. Congratulations, by the way. A beach towel, oh yeah. I bet they take you to the beach to use it too, don't they? Oh, that's good, that's good. Sometimes it's hard to even think of all the good gifts that we get. When I was your age, my parents gave me a ton of good gifts. 
but I remember a few of them really well. The other day, my uh, my brother sent me a picture of my niece, so his daughter, flying a kite. And I remember my parents giving me a kite when I was little. And we would fly that kite very high into the air. And as much as I enjoyed the kite, I enjoyed the time that they took to teach me how to fly the kite. And it went so, so, so very high. I enjoyed the time that I spent with them and the love that they shared with me. Now, my parents didn't always get me everything I wanted. Do your parents get you everything you want? Not always. <laughs> we know that. So when Jesus teaches us today, Jesus teaches us about prayer, about asking God stuff, asking God for stuff that we need in life, asking God for help when we're in trouble, asking God for patience when we're frustrated, asking God for grace and love and mercy to share with others and ourselves. And Jesus very much says that just like a good parent, God gives you what you need. But at the end, God reminds us that what God gives most often, what God gives to us all the time, is the Holy Spirit, God's own self, right here with us. God is always with you. Whether you get what you want or not, God is always with you, just like a good parent. Whether we get what we want, God loves us, just like a good parent. In hard times and in the best of times, God's with you, just like a good parent. So here's what I want you to do this week. I want, to, I want you to look at the people that are with you, the people that love you. These could be your parents or your grandparents or friends or other family or any kind of people. I want you to give thanks for them, which is to say, thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. Yeah. And the other thing I want you to do, don't be afraid to ask. Ask for what you need. Ask for what you want. Ask for help. If we can do that with each other, it'll make us all the more able to do this with God. Does that make sense? Cool. Should we say a prayer? Let us pray. Gracious God, you give us all that we need. And we're thankful. Help us to remember you as we see all the different people in our lives as we see people that help us and love us and care for us. Encourage us, help us to always ask for help when we need it. Encourage and help us to share what we are given. Thank you for being a God that loves us like a good parent. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for being here. You can go back to your seats. In the name of Jesus, amen. There are times that this text kind of frustrates me. Frustrates me in the way that it seems so simple and frustrates me in the boldness it has to say, ask, search, knock, and it will be given to you. Because without trying to put the Lord my God to the test, I have done this. 
and what has come back is not always what I have asked for, what I have searched for, and what I have knocked for. And I think it is fair and even right and good that we say this out loud in our place of worship. Not because we prove God wrong in this moment, no. But because we have to honestly tell one another how, how to live in the moments of not being God and understanding what God does give in these moments. I turned the Bible upside down this week trying to look for some kind of meaning and understanding of what happens when it is that we ask a search knock and it's not given the way we want it to be. And as usual, we join Jesus in a part of his ministry. I want you to think back to the garden. Think back to the moment when Jesus walks with his disciples after the Passover meal, telling them of this deep and pervasive love in their lives. And he goes off to pray by himself and the rest fall asleep. And as he is praying, he asks for this cup to be taken from him. But not what he wants, but what God wants. And God answers the prayer with strength for the road ahead. It is very obvious to me that this is only partially what Jesus prayed for at best. Jesus didn't pray only that God's will be done, though Jesus also prayed that. Jesus prayed that this cup would be taken from him, and it was not. And so here we have a very clear understanding that even the one who does it perfectly, the one who prays perfectly, understands perfectly, believes perfectly, knows perfectly, can pray and not have the thing that they prayed for happen. This cup was not taken from Jesus. Now, part of us feels like this is wrong. If we are going to be so bold to say, ask, search, knock, and it will be given to you, and how many of you who are evil know how to give what is good, so much more will God give what is good to those who love him. We then have to ask ourselves, did God give a snake or a scorpion there on the cross? Did God give something that wasn't wanted, wasn't good? No. There's something about this day that begs us, dares us, foolishly asks us to call it Good Friday. And there's something about our lives that understands we don't get everything we want. If we can't learn it in Scripture, we'll learn it in the world. But one way or another, we're going to learn that what we ask, everything we desire and everything that we imagine cannot be had in this life. It cannot be had in this life. So when we pray, what happens? When we ask, search, and knock, what happens? When we go like a person at midnight to the feet of Jesus and beg without ceasing, what happens? God hears us. God walks with us. God may weep with us like he did at Lazarus' tomb. 
God may lift us up. God may do all kinds of things, but we know that God does not leave us alone. We may have times when we cry out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me at the end of the prayer? Just like Jesus did. But God does not leave us alone. God will not allow any of our lives, no matter how they turn out, to be called anything less than good. And just like that Friday, we might be bold enough, foolish enough, faithful enough to look at our own prayers answered in the way that we want them to be and not, and to still call our lives and our God good. I confess to you, my brothers and sisters, I don't know all things. Never have, never will. So perhaps there is more for us all to learn in this text. But what I can say to you and to me and to us confidently is that whatever you pray, whenever you pray, however, God is there with you. The God of heaven and earth hears your cries, hears your joys, hears your heart in every way. The God of heaven and earth will not leave you for any reason. There's nothing you can do to separate yourself from the love of God in Christ Jesus. God of heaven and earth will indeed make our lives good. Whether we see it in an instant or we see it after a long three days. God will redeem us. God will sustain us. God will change us from glory into glory, love into love, again and again and again. So ask, search, knock, be bold enough to head straight into Friday again and again, knowing that God makes Friday and every day good. God be with you in prayers answered just as you think they ought to be. And God be with you in prayers that are not answered that way. God be with you in what you know and in what we don't. God be with you in patience and in frustration and everything else. God be with you in times that seem bad. May God make our lives always good. Amen.